Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Believe Georgia Dodge Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Air Cox with an up and out. Wide open. Touchdown. Israel Troop. Snap to Young. Drops back. Pressure from the edges. He throws near sideline. And it's intercepted. Intercepted. Kaylee Ringo at the 21. Off he goes. 40, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. Near sideline. Breaks a tackle. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. 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 Georgia. Good evening, neighborhood. How about them dogs? 32-18. Let the celebration begin. Welcome in. I feel like it's been a while, but we are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network coming at you on Brinks.tv as well. Joining me as always... And a, a reinvigorated uh, or a renewal in uh, in the hat game. It's my man Israel Troop. Troop, what's up, man? What up, brother? Good to be back. It's been a long, long time. I know you've been in spring practice mode. Yeah, finally get a little break, but you know this whole moving process is not as much fun as people make it look. Yeah, moving is for the birds. <laughs> so I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay put as long as humanly possible, unless somebody comes through and offers me a uh, a six digit number that starts with at least a seven. <laughs> we're, uh, we're we're gonna stay firmly planted here if we can. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's gonna we we got a pretty fun show actually. There's some some drama. There's a drama show in, in, in the SEC. Absolutely. Uh, we'll give you a little baseball update. We'll, we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll check in on our NFL dogs, uh, and uh, we're gonna have a good show, man. We're uh, we're presented by BetOnline.ag. That's the that's the one thing I want to tell you. Uh, we're presented by BetOnline.ag. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info for the. Find all the latest odds, news, sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's really easy to get started. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Use your promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. Uh, after my little revelation on Monday, uh, now I feel like I now I feel like I need to call you troop. So I guess that's, <laughs> uh, so what, uh, so yesterday I got invited to come on to a podcast, the, the, uh, behind the curtain podcast is SB nation, Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, where we talked about, they wanted to ask me all the questions about George Pickens. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of fun. So check, check me out on that episode. Uh, you can find that on Apple uh, and Spotify, wherever you want to find your Steelers podcast. So um, I got invited Israel. This is fun. I got invited <laughs> to a, to a Pittsburgh Steelers podcast in, in, in Great Britain, in the UK. Man, you, you're big time. You talk about me, man. <laughs> you're, you're, you're making waves across the country. 
Yeah, I'm going across the pond, man. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, I gotta, I gotta nail down a time, but, uh, yeah, I, I guess I had so much fun on the other one. I guess I'm going to make my Steeler podcast rounds, I guess. So hey, man. I need but, to get hey, on whatever you do. I need whatever to get on with Ike Taylor. Go. I know I need to get on with Ike and, and the crew on, on the believe network. So that'd be fun. So, uh, it, it seems like everybody wants to talk about George Pickens. They're excited up there in Pittsburgh about him. So, uh, I, I am too. So let's start there. Uh, you know, it was a loaded wide receiver class. It was a loaded class for linemen, linebackers, defensive backs, mm-hmm. you know, uh, edge rushers, things like that. So I, I feel like with those two factors, you knew there was going to be some really good receivers going into the second round. George Pickens being one of them to me, I felt like the Steelers, when when he landed to them, when he fell to them, they couldn't get to the podium fast enough. And to me, he might be one of the better ones in the class because not only is he super talented, but he's got toughness um, and he's proved that he is a team guy because not one of these receivers would have came back and, and played in those playoff games uh, under the circumstances that he did and been okay with it. And, and he embraced it. He embraced his teammates. He got more excited about their success than he did about his own. You know, when A.D. Mitchell caught that touchdown, he was a, he was biggest cheerleader. So, um, were Israel were were those contributing factors? Uh, was that a lot of the reason why he fell in the draft? What was the was the character stuff? Were their teams scared of that? What do you, what do you think? Um, I think he fell just because he had a lot of talent before him um, that didn't get hurt. Um, I think his injury um, scared a couple of teams uh, from taking them in the first round. Um, mm-hmm. You know, although, you know, we have the best team doctors in the world at the University of Georgia. Oh, you um, you know, know for an NFL team to, you know, take a guy with a with a torn ACL um, was kind of a red flag for them. But for the Steelers to sit there and be like, you know what, I'm getting him. You know, if nobody takes him, you know, it just says a lot about them. You're getting a receiver, big body, um, great body control. Um, great hands. Um, I, I think he maybe dropped one ball his whole career, if I'm not mistaken. Um, his length um, to dive and go get balls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the, the one thing that they miss, you know, since Antonio Brown left is that physicality. You know, at the right receiver position, we all know Juju's not the guy um, that's going to go block. Um, well, he's definitely not the know, guy now because he's in Kansas guess. City. But, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, so, you know, they were looking for that tough physical guy, but now they got a bigger guy, you know, that's mm-hmm. going to be more physical, um, that's coming into a system um, that loves to receive a position. Um, they throw the ball around. Um, now they ha- they finally have a big receiver out wide um, that can go get the ball. You know, they really haven't had like a big, tall, you know, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, guy. And, you know, now you right. got 6'4", George Pickens on the outside now. Mm-hmm. Um, that can, that creates mismatches. Um, and you know, you know what you're going to get with them every day. You do, you do. And, and, you know, when I went on with the Steelers guys, they, they talked about, you know, they talked about his love for, for blocking downfield and, and they, they drew mm-hmm. a lot of comparisons to uh, another dog, Heinz Ward. Do, do you see any similarities mm-hmm. there? Uh, not only just with the love of blocking, but just in the overall game. Oh yeah. Um, just the physical part of the game. You know, most people think, the receiver position is just finesse, but we all know the NFL, they're going to run the football. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you can't block, no rock, you know, so um, definitely 
the more you the more Heinz Ward, you know, got into his career, the more he you realized he was blocking downfield. And the more you realize he was getting the ball more too, you know, during that time span. So um I think they love that aspect about him. And I think he's gonna have a great career. Um he bounced back. He was the ultimate team player, uh being a decoy and his physicality never left. I was just watching a clip of the Michigan game when he pushed the D, when he pushed D B down. So <laughs> he, he shifted I mean, first. <laughs> <laughs> so you know he's not gonna he he's not gonna, you know, be a head case. He was never a head case at Georgia. No. Um, you know, and the fact that he like you said earlier, he came back and was the most unselfish player on the team at the time, you know, just shows him and his character. That's the biggest misconception to me because like people look at, at the fight he had against the Georgia Tech player when his freshman season uh that got him suspended for uh for, for the SEC championship. They see the water bottle incident where he squirted uh, Garantano, which, I mean, those were really his only two incidents. I yeah, mean, sure, man, sure, he he probably he probably had a few you know frustrating or frustrated moments at practice where he probably you know probably got a little mouthy, but you know you know un- realistically, those aren't big deals. Like the water bottle thing wasn't a huge deal. It didn't hurt anybody. I mean, yeah, I, I don't love that. He got a 15 yard penalty for it, but you know, I, I think it was just a little bit of gamesmanship and he was just being a prankster almost, but you know, mm-hmm. he, he's always done what's best in best interest of the team. And that's never mm-hmm. been an issue with him. So I don't know where all of this comes from. I, I think people just see that and they just gravitate. Oh, he's a head case. Oh, he can't control himself. Oh, he's immature, which a lot of kids have immaturity, you know? Uh, and, absolutely. And, and he had to grow up and he did. Yeah, and, and he grew, he grew up fast. And, you uh, know, he if, it, if he was really a head case and all the things that people try to say about him, he um, I played. think Kirby smart would have, would have gotten rid of him. Yeah. He'd you have know, been off the gone. Top is one thing, no matter who, you are your pedigrees as a player or anything like that like Kirby Smart is big on discipline so he's if he was that big headaches. of a discipline problem yeah. he, he's not going to deal with it so yeah, uh, people can say what they want um, if you look at the Georgia Tech incident they've been going back back and forth the whole entire game mm-hmm. you know do, do you uh, do we, we wish it didn't happen of course because we missed the Princeton championship game but at the same time I mean that just shows you the blind player he is the passion that he plays with he's not going to let anybody punk him mm-hmm. um He's he's gonna go out there and compete, and that's what it showed me. He was competing, you know. He was competing in that fight, and he won. I mean, how many receivers are slamming people up against the wall in their <laughs> own stadium? Not, not many. You know? Not many. So, I mean, it's it's um, football. Like if you're going at it, I mean, it's it's inevitable. Like fights happen. Fights happen at training camp. Is it a big deal? Like all these linemen that go at it, are they immature? Are they head cases? No, yeah. they're not. And I mean, of it course, happens. receivers and receivers and DBs are the most. Mm-hmm prima donna and head case players on the whole entire football field yeah um but at the same time i mean look at the caliber of player you're getting um to come back like i said to bounce back from the acl the way he did to come back and compete exactly. you know and help out his team uh, make a made a big catch in the national championship game i mean mm-hmm. you, you can't you can't knock the kids love for for the game of football and i think no. that's what pittsburgh saw um and you have to think too yeah some really good receivers in front of him and the yeah. only difference is they all stay healthy and they never got hurt. So right. to go in the second round, I mean, hey, I mean, that's a win-win all around. Yeah, absolutely. And and they're getting a great, great player uh, in George Pickens. He's going to do – he's going to fight his ass off for the team. And it 
it's going to be what it is. I mean, he he's going to inject that into Chase Claypool. He knows what it's like to be a great organization. He knows what it's like to have maturity and get get the business done. Sure, he has a quirky personality, has a quirky sense of humor. Like he, he he's kind of an odd guy, but that's not a bad thing. It's just who he is. And yeah. you know, Kirby never Smart, got in any trouble. No, he never um, got in any trouble. Never heard any any bad things that you ever heard about him um, from inside the football world. So I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if you're gonna gonna uh, crucify a kid for two incidents, I mean, what what does that say about you and your character? Yeah, I mean, everybody can judging. sit and just watch film all day and analyze people, you know. Yeah. But are you there? Are you at practice and things yeah. like that? You know, like like we talked about on Monday. You know, these guys sit behind a computer screen and just watch film all day, exactly, and they analyze people. But you've never yeah, played this game exactly. and know the emotion that goes into this game. So, <laughs> yeah, they have no idea. Um, make make your little money and just be quiet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So um, that, that leads me to another, uh, I guess I don't want to call it a controversial situation, but a situation that I definitely didn't quite understand. Uh, and, and there's probably a lot of factors at play. And I, I bet the main reason is, is the medical evaluations. And I'm talking about Nicobe Dean, a first round mm-hmm. talent falling to the third round. Uh, Philly said enough's enough. They traded up, uh, snagged him in the third round, paired him with uh, Jordan Davis, over there uh, to go with the already existing Fletcher Cox, the already existing Brandon Graham. We talked about it a little bit on Monday, but like what I like what contributed to Nicobe Dean getting or dropping. And, you know, I think this is a great move for Philly. Absolutely. I mean, you, you, you got Fletcher Cox, number one, who can take the whole offensive line with him any day of the week. Um, you just added Jordan Davis in the first round. Um, the talent on that defense is absolutely phenomenal, um, especially that, that defensive front. So for N'Kobe Dean to drop the way he did, like I said, I'm assuming it was because of the injury. The pick, I think it was a pick or something like that. Yeah, um, that happened. Yeah. Um, you know, so, okay, that's fine. But the reports I was reading were talking about him being an undersized linebacker. All right, whatever. But you got to think about something like this. This kid's smart. Um, you know, go back to the Kentucky game. He got beat on one play for a touchdown. They try mm-hmm. to run the play again. He runs it down from the backside. You know, he's a, he's a student of the game. He studies film. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's just a smart linebacker. And who wouldn't want that on their team? No, I mean, cut on the, cut on the orange bowl. And you know what play I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. You already know. Empty Very formation. similar to the Kentucky game. Yeah. Car goes in motion across the formation. They know it's man. Mm-hmm. They, I'm thinking Jim Harbaugh's like, dude, we got this beat. What does he do? He tackles it for a, a one-yard gain or one-yard mm-hmm. loss, something, no gain, so, somewhere in that range. Uh, that should never happen. That probably, that probably yeah. 99% of the linebackers in the country probably don't make that play. Who makes it? Nicobe Dean. Kentucky Absolutely. game. Uh, they throw a screen out there. He he beats three offensive linemen. They don't touch him. All they have to do is get in his way, and they mm-hmm. score a touchdown. He beats them all, st- stones it for about a four-yard gain, I think, is what it did. Absolutely. Um, the play in the national, national championship. The, the, the Channing one that, Tindall. Yeah. Channing Tindall. This is leadership. Channing Tindall disrupts the play. They luckily, drop the, they luckily are able to knock the pass down. 
And and uh, he, I mean, he gets in his ass about mm-hmm. it. What does Channing Tindall do? Very next play makes that sack minus ten. Gets him, gets him, uh, you know, gets him out of a decision to go for it. Like they were going to go for it. It was four down territory where Alabama was. Mm-hmm. They sack him. Now they have to kick the field goal. What does Nicobe Dean do? He's the first one over there to congratulate Channing Tindall. Like absolutely. You look at just those plays right there. Like, how do you not? What other linebacker in this in this draft class is doing that that type of stuff? Not 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 one that I saw. Like, like the guy from Montana State that the Falcons drafted. Like, is he doing that stuff? I mean, he's athletic, you know, you know, but is he making those plays? Probably you know, not. I feel about the Falcons. They 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 hate kids from Georgia for some reason. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know it. why, but, but they I do. Get it? I, I, um, I know it's a business. But, I know you got to pick best on the board, but come on, man. Like he was the best on the board. He's a bucket winner. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he's the best linebacker in the nation. Yeah, and he was he was number one on the boards, probably everybody's boards. So they got scared away from a little pectoral thing that can be fixed. Yeah, that, like, I'm probably I'm pretty sure up until tear? the draft that no one cared about until it leaked got leaked into the media. Yeah, like it's a muscle tear. Like those things heal. Yeah, you know. <laughs> They heal fine. Yeah. Like they got scared because yeah, he's five eleven. Yeah, I mean he's five eleven. I think six two. Roquan's what six one? I think something like that. Um, yeah, Roquan's I mean, pretty good. <laughs> he, Nobody's really worried good, about Roquan. Huh? Roquan's yeah, not huge. So, I mean, Roquan I mean, the, uh, the athletic ability for my linebacking core this year was was uh, crazy. Um, you know, you got two going in the first round. Uh-huh. Um, so I mean. For him to fall the way he did, the only thing I can attribute that is to, to the injury. Um, but you can't knock the, his play and his heart and his love for the game as well. So, right. I mean, I hate that he did fall, but I think he got, he ended up in a good situation because, like they said, he, he plays behind linemen. Linemen take up blocks. That's what he does. He make tackles. That's his job. Yeah, That's what he does. And he's got two of the best in the league now with Jordan Davis and Fletcher Cox. So, mm-hmm. I'm excited for him. And in a league that's more spread out, you need more Nicobe Deans. You don't need big space eaters. You don't need, you don't need your like the prototypical old school Mike linebacker doesn't exist anymore. You can't. Like you got teams like Buffalo who are constantly empty and and slinging the ball over the yard. You got you got players that need to play well in space and players that linebackers that turn into conflict players that now need to be able to make up ground. Nicobe Dean can be a conflict player, get red, make up the ground and make the play anyway. Like that's, that's what he does. Absolutely. I don't think anybody even counts the mic anymore as far as, as the count and and who to block. I think it's all based on pre-snap who's up, who's down. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, there's, there's no more sliding to the mic or anything like that anymore um, from, from what I've seen. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where I don't know what, what they're scared of. You know, if you're scared of an injury, I mean, I get it. But at the same time, you're going to get a player who's going to rehab his butt off. Um, a lot of those guys still they come back to Athens and see Ron. So, of course, they're going to be in a, yeah, 100% by the time they leave. Muscle tear, man. Um, so, you know. Like, but he's going to do well, and he's going to get that check at the end. So, yeah. teams are going to regret passing up on him. I'll tell you that at coach Burton 36 on Twitter. Uh, let me know if I'm wrong about muscle tears. Like are they catastrophic? Let me know. 
if I'm wrong on that. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm not, but let me know. Uh, but you know, a few, a few other guys, you know, Trayvon Walker, we, we, we knew what was going to happen there. We knew why he was getting picked the, the, the play that really personifies the choice between Aiden Hutchinson and Trayvon Walker for the Jaguars was that play that happened in the Jaguars backyard against Florida, where he drops into coverage, makes a almost diving interception. Uh, didn't quite dive, but he lunged mm-hmm. into almost a dive and essentially took it to the house. I think there, I think he got ruled down on a technicality, but he essentially took it to the house. Like stuff like that. The sacks, the sack that he made to uh, to close it out in the in the uh, in the Auburn game. I think it was the 2020 Auburn game. You know, just just big plays all around, man. It's uh, you know, no surprise there. Uh, the one that really kind of surprised me, honestly, because I thought Nicobe Dean would go before him, was Quay Walker. Uh, you know, all the athletic ability, not quite the mental game that Nicobe Dean has, but very impressive player thought, thought he was fairly raw still, uh, which is why I was kind of surprised. He went first round. I thought he was, mm-hmm. a, I thought he was going to be a day two guy. I thought he was going to go where, where Nicobe went and Nicobe was going to go where he went. I thought those two were going to be flipped, but mm-hmm. I mean, what, what is it about Quay yeah. Walker? Is it an athletic ability thing? Is it a, Hey, we're pro coaches and we're going to get our hands on him and we're going to turn him into a monster. Yeah, I think that I think that's it. I think he he gives you that ability to play in space a little bit better than the Kobe Dean does right now. You know, because in that league over there, you got to think you got the Seahawks. I mean, he got teams over there that are wide open spread. So, you know, he, he's he's more athletic. He can play a little bit more space, and he can play in the box. So, so I think that's why they took him in that in the first round. Um, you got Stokes over there as well, so they know each other. Um, so I think I think his upside right now and his potential is a little bit better right. for what Green Bay needed at the time than what Nicobe Dean brings. You know, in NFC East, you know, there's not a lot of teams that are going to throw the ball a little bit, you know, as much as they do on the other side of the bracket. Yeah, no doubt. And and uh, you know the 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 NFC North is a little bit more of a, a run division. And I think that the Packers have kind of solidified themselves. You know, you, you look at Nicobe Dean and Jordan Davis and you know, how the Eagles are built, how, so, how, you know, the, the, I guess they're not Redskins anymore, the, the commanders, how they're built with, with chase young and, and some of the pass rushers they have, what Dallas has done, what the giants have done with Kayvon Thibodeau. That's more of a passing division. Uh, not not a whole lot of star power at the quarterback position, ironically, but they do like to throw the ball a little bit more in that division. Uh, so you're geared towards that. Devontae Wyatt is a u- utility type defensive lineman, and then you have Quay Walker who who plays he plays the run really well. He can run sideline to sideline. He can make he can make the the necessary plays, but he's not quite as I don't know. He, he's I guess we're going to find out just how freakishly athletic he is. Let's just put yeah, it that way. We, we're going to find out real soon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's for sure. But, but happy for him. Uh, happy for Jake Camargo going fourth round. There was a run of putters mm-hmm. in the fourth round going to Tampa Bay. Uh, that was, that was fun. Justin Schaefer, uh, John Fitzpatrick going to the Falcons. You had Jamari Sawyer going to the chargers, Channing Tendall 
the guy, the aforementioned Channing Tendall uh, going to the Dolphins. Uh, Zeus going to the Raiders. Do you think that's a good fit? I think that's a very good fit. I think they're, I think they're missing a, a ground and pound kind of guy. Um, I think that their offense is built of the guy that can get three or four. Um, and McDaniel kind of take the, the ball. Guy. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, you had uh, Blunt. Um, you know, Sony came for a little while. Yeah, you had, um, you had Blunt. You had he, James White. Uh, yeah, Brandon you had Bolden. The, the bigger guys. Yeah, the bigger guys in in his offense. Yeah, um, that get you three, four yards whenever you needed it. So they're gonna throw the pill around. And, you yeah. know, they're gonna get those third and twos. They yeah. need a big guy that can you know get two yards. So that's, that's what he does. That's, that's what McDaniel does. And, and and then they have Kenyon Drake in that James White role too. So that that'll mm-hmm. be that'll be fun for them. That'll be kind of a recreation with a lot more talented uh, shed of running backs than what he had in New England. Who I'm most excited about. Um, this is like kind of picking my favorite child here, but uh, <laughs> one of the situations I'm really really excited about is James Cook in Buffalo. And I said mm-hmm. it with Joe, when we had Joe DeLeon. I was like, hey, you know, to me, the best fit for James Cook would be Buffalo. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, Brandon Bean listened to our show <laughs> because he picked James Cook. Great, Absolutely. great scenario. I love He's going to love that offense. I, I think that, um, his, his upside is, is great. Mm-hmm. Um, you can put him at running back, you can run the rock, you can run the rock, and you can flex him out. Yeah. You know? So I like think, they, I think they he lands in the end though. And they need somebody like spot. that. Yeah. They need more versatile Yeah, because Singletary's not that guy. Zach yeah. Moss sure as hell like that guy. Yeah. And you can you can flip the ball out to him on the screens mm-hmm. and things that they do. Um he he'll be great um in check down situation and things like that. So he has great ball skills. Yeah. So I think absolutely. I think that's exactly he, he fits um their quarterback he is Exactly. I just had a brain fart. Who's the quarterback? Josh Allen. That's it, Josh Allen. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love I love Josh Allen, man. I love I love that guy. He he's so I was I was heartbroken when they lost to the Chiefs. Yeah. If they would have got the ball first, they'd have won. If they would have just tackled somebody once, <laughs> they would have yeah, lost <laughs> in that 13 seconds. If they'd have just pushed a guy out of bounds, they would have won. Uh, cause, cause so, the, the chiefs weren't scoring on two plays in that scenario. So yeah. that, um, that, that was a wild finish, man. 13 seconds, like three mm-hmm. touchdowns. It's insane. But, uh, so yeah, that's, you know, that's kind of checking in on, on, uh, on the Georgia players, things like that as uh mandatory, uh, OTAs, uh, roll around. You'll kind of see how they, how they mix in with the veterans, and you'll see kind of what, what what's happening with them. Uh, the you know the the Steelers, the Steelers are, are, are taking a liking to to George Pickens. Uh, some of the stuff that I read on him, you know, of course, Nicobe Dean, Jordan Davis. You know, I, they're kind of like front and center, and, and Philly's like really excited to have him. So like that's all they're reporting on right now. So as these reports come in, you'll start to kind of see how these guys are doing, how they're mixing in. So, um, but let's talk about this drama. Shall we? There's a lot of drama today and, and on own and in Athens for that matter. Yeah. So but I, I do want to touch on the on the Athens one first, if we may. Go for it. Um you got it. I saw the uh the Melissa Link um yeah. 
comment today. Yes. Um, I tweeted about it earlier. <laughs> um, not really happy about it. You know, no. Um, for me, I try to stay out of politics because um, a lot of times I don't think like a lot, like a lot of people think. Um, so you know, I'm I'm all about sports and family and all that good stuff. But that mm-hmm. really pissed me off what she said. Yeah, um, you're pretty much lumping all of us into a category um, of a few, um, yeah. and and that's not right. No, you, know, it's I mean, you not. saw what I tweeted. The the vast majority yeah. of us have made it. You know, we have families. We're husbands. Um, we're doing great in our in our respective communities. Um, you called it productive hell, half adulthood. Half of our football team, yeah. Half of our football team are coaches now, or they're trainers. Um, working with kids, you know, doing things in the community. So for her to say what she said, um, it's kind of a slap in the face. You know, yeah. they try to say, you know, a lot of fans are like, well, we love the dolls and we do this, but she kind of hit on the stigma of they only know you when you're on the field. Mm-hmm. And that's what it sounded like to me. You don't know us as people. You just know us when, when we're playing, Yeah, you know, and then I didn't, I didn't take too kind of that. And, you know, Whatever her meaning was behind it, um, doesn't matter. You know, it is what it is. But whatever her meaning is, is irrelevant now because it it got lost in whatever she said. Yeah, and not only did she say it once and nobody paid attention, but she said it again. She doubled down. Everybody could hear. Yeah, she doubled down. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, basically, (laughs) she meant that. Yeah, I mean, it's. I just, I, I, I don't, I don't get. You know. I just people that that generalize stuff like that. I, I just like broad, sweeping, blanketing statements like that. I I don't get it because it just shows your ignorance in saying, okay, all right, you you wore the you wore the G on the field, and somebody that you probably actually you've never met committed a crime. Now you're lumped in with that. That's not fair. Like. You didn't do it. You know, you're a productive adult. It's freaking 98%. And that's probably even low. That's probably even low balling a little bit. I would say 99.67% of everyone that graduated from Georgia are probably productive adults mm-hmm. and doing great things. Mm-hmm. And for her to throw mud on that because uh, a few sour, sour apples made that you know, ruin the batch, you know, it didn't ruin the batch. She thinks it did. And she just wants to, you know, she just wants to, she wants clicks. She wants attention. She, she's, you know, it's all this like political, you know, it's all or nothing type deal. Like, Hey, you're a UJ football player. So you're a criminal, you know, it's just, or, you know, you're on my side and you know, you're, you're a great person. I just don't, I just don't subscribe into that. Like Mm-mm. everybody's different. Yeah, so absolutely. like what I do is different from what you do. What you do is different from what the next guy does or this guy or this person or this lady or whoever, you know, anybody related to the university of Georgia, even, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I like the way that, you know, yeah. Josh Brooks has been around all of us. You know, since he's been there, mm-hmm. um, he, he spoke about it today and he hit the net on the head. I mean, like you said, I think he said 96, 98 percent of us graduated, you know, and, and we're all like you just said, productive citizens in our respective communities. You know, mm-hmm. and she talked about something about 
well, this program is meant to develop and help them pass adulthood and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? You just shattered it by what you just said. Yeah. And, and it's working apparently, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> you know. P, P, she, she doesn't understand that like people make choices on a daily basis. People make hundreds and thousands of choices on a daily basis, whether that choice is to either eat gummy bears or Snickers, or if that choice is to go down this street or go down that street or hang out with this person or, or pull the trigger of this gun or, you know, attack this woman or, you know, influence this, influence this, uh, this kid to get his grades up or, you know, put this kid in the right scenario or, you know, whatever it may be there, there's, there's a thousands of choices that people make on a daily basis. And, you know, for her to not realize that is just irresponsible. And it, it just, it just shows that it just shows some of her ignorance and it just shows some of like her political tainting. You know, I I think that when you get so radical with a lot of your political views, I I think you lose sight of reality and and reality is that most, most of these former players are vastly successful and they're in careers where they're working with youth and it's a great thing. So, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're out there, if you're listening and and you played football or were associated with the football program at the university of Georgia, do not listen to Melissa link. She's just trying to get attention. She's getting the attention. She's getting what she wants, unfortunately. Um, So uh, go read, go read my man uh, troops uh, troops tweet. I should say. Uh, at Troopstar28, go read it. It's good. Um, it, it's 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 brief and it's effective. Josh Brooks having you guys is back. I love it, man. I love it. So that's my that's my piece. That's that's what I'm going to stick with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you so. worked with us before too. So when I read, it, I was like, let me go back and make sure I'm not reading too into it. And then I read it again. I was like, I'm definitely not reading too much into it. Yeah, this is. And then definitely, I saw the video, and I was like, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, this is definitely this is this is definitely a shot across yeah, the bow. It's like, man, well, this, this is what she meant. Yeah, but like, back yeah. on the funnier side of it, I don't think that uh, Saban and Dion are going to be making any more athletic commercials. <laughs> no, it's going to be awkward on the set from from here on out. Uh, that's uh, yeah. Saban Saban dropped the bomb there, didn't he? <laughs> And he he had a he had a Dabo moment today. He did well, yesterday. Yeah, he's like calling people out. <laughs> yeah, and one one thing I've learned about this business: do not let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Dion does commercials with you, so I'm pretty sure you two conversate. And mm-hmm. Jimbo worked for you, mm-hmm. so he knows the ins and outs of your business and how you do things. He was in the NFL with you as well. Mm-hmm. So you can't do that. And maybe it was just a moment, you know, um, or whatever, but he was the main one that was like, Hey, these guys need to be paid. NIL is great. You know, we'll monitor it, which they do a really good job of. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I mean, Alabama's got boosts too. And hey, they pay top dollar for talent. Mm-hmm. And there's no secret. It is, it is no secret that boosters do what they do but at the same time if you have your boosters come up with some money i mean it's football 
I mean, it's it's how you get these guys to come. It is what it is. We all know we're not done. He's not wrong, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's <laughs> but he's bringing a sh- he's bringing an unwanted shitstorm to his front doorstep. Yep. And this season's about to be fire, boy. Let no, me it's tell about, you, it's about is- to get interesting. So. <laughs> Yeah, he riled up Jimbo. Jimbo's always good for a nice sound bite. Um, but uh, it just it just shows you that you know a couple of things didn't go Saban's way. So now he's going to go full scorched earth, and you know. But I I don't think A and M did anything wrong. I think they did everything legally. Yeah. You know, I I I don't know for for a fact. I can't say. You know, I'm not going to be up here like Skip Bayless, like I know for a fact they did something wrong, or I know for a fact they're totally in the clear. I bet you if you turn over some rocks, you'll find some bad stuff. You'll find some good stuff. Uh, same with Alabama. Same with Georgia. Same with Clemson. Same with Texas. Same with Ohio State. Like you, you don't want to invite people to. You know, you notice who's been quiet in this whole scenario, right? Who's that? This guy. Absolutely. Everybody, you know, like, hey, bro, we, we, we good hey, over here. Hey, bro. <laughs> I, you ain't coming over here and kick any rocks over. Us. We're, we're good. <laughs> Absolutely uh, not. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was we're like, on, man. We're, we're on vacation right now. We're, we're, we're good. We got our recruiting in. Um, I saw where uh, Washington's son uh, declared early yeah. uh, to this class that's leaving, which, which is great. I remember him when he was little. Because oh, yeah. I played with Marcus, um, I think he was like three or four. Um, oh, he wow. bring him, He was running around the locker room because we were all on the same row. Yeah. Um, you know, to see him now, I mean, it's it's great. So everything's all well and good in Athens right now. You know, and I, within our football program. So and Kirby's gonna um, keep it today, that way. Absolutely. Today, today was great. It, it was great for TV. It was great for ratings. Um, you know, so yeah. I bet they called each other and was like, hey, dude, I'm going to say this. and I need y'all to, like, you know, be upset about it, right? This has a WWE feel to college it. College football's rating are going to shoot up when the season starts. Yeah. Now, the SEC schedule was released uh, September 10th, big noon kickoff, Texas, Alabama. That's going uh, – Jordan Addison, I think I think they're saying he's signing with uh, signing with Texas – transferring to Texas. So how does that game feel now? Cause it it was like at one point um, it was at one point going to be, it was going to be a wash, you know? Yeah. What is Jordan Addison, the kid from Pittsburgh? Yeah. No, he's going to USC. Oh, is he? I just saw somewhere where he, where he was. Yeah, so he he's USC. All, he's USC all, all all around now. Yeah, USC got him. Oh, so wow. you got Caleb Williams, and they got another um, another receiver from Oklahoma to transfer. And now they got Addison too. So you know, Coach oh, Marion, who's the wide receiver coach over there at Texas, I think they had they had good ties, and I think they were going to get him, but he ended up going to USC. Oh, okay. Well, that game's still interesting, but uh, not quite it's as interesting. It's going to be real good with yeah. with Sarkeesian. Um, I think Alabama was trying to get him. Um, I think that was a, that there was a whole big stink about that. So um, there was some tampering, you know, uh, as, as Coach tampering. Narduzzi would say, um, during tampering. that whole time yeah. <laughs> from Alabama. Yeah. Um, so tampering. So I think this football season is about to be good. 
real good. About to be as Triple G says. And I didn't know. I didn't know if I was ever going to drop a Triple G, uh, Triple G reference. You know what I'm talking about? Who that? The boxer Gennady Golovkin. Oh no, I don't know him. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's from Kazakhstan. He's he's like a middleweight champion. Um, he, he has like he has like these classic interviews with Max Kellerman uh, ringside. <laughs> he's like, it's a drama show, Max. <laughs> it's drama show. So yeah, it's gonna be a drama show. It's gonna be awesome. You you know what else is awesome? I just saw this tweet. This is totally unrelated to anything. Well, it's actually not unrelated because it's a, it's a it's believe news. It's believe network news. And this is only the tip of the sword here. So I imagine it's gonna expand very, very soon. But uh the Believe Network uh partnered with Sirius XM. Ooh, big time. Yeah, so Believe Podcast uh, has partnered with SiriusXM to uh, to host on the app to host all 32 of the NFL net or the network's NFL team specific podcasts, and I can only imagine they're gonna they're gonna eventually put the college ones too. Absolutely. Um, so we might be on SiriusXM, perhaps soon. Hopefully, maybe, maybe sooner maybe. rather than later. Maybe that'd be awesome. So hey, we got the app, we got the Apple game already. So I mean, might as well join Sirius and Spotify and all that good stuff. Dude. We we got Spotify. We got we got Apple. We got we Spotify. Do, we do got Spotify. Yeah, we we got we got over we're over a hundred we're over a hundred episodes deep. Mm. I think. Well, I think you and I are close to a hundred. I, I think I did. 20 before before i met you but um i think you and I are, like the jeffersons baby. that's right like the like the jeffersons so uh but yeah i think you and i are are closing in on 100 uh fairly quickly so uh season uh season two is going to wrap up here in a few weeks uh i always uh, I, I judge my seasons this is it's kind of weird, but I judge my seasons based on when my first episode aired <laughs> which was june 13th 2020 so season three will start June four, our first show after June 13th of, of this year. So we'll, we'll start on season three. It's hard to believe we've, we've gone two seasons now. Uh, it's, it's flown by. Man, we're getting old. We are getting old. We are. Um, but uh, big things in big things in the future, apparently uh, with, with Sirius XM. So stay tuned. This deal's probably not done yet, but it's all, it's, it's all, but, uh, you know, so that's exciting. You know, maybe the higher ups at SiriusXM will hear us and they'll offer us a, a regular show. Got to love it. Be, be co- you gotta be, love it, baby. Be Coach Troop and Coach Burton <laughs> live on SiriusXM satellite radio. There you go. Might as well. We'll, we'll be on the. We'll get hired by Mad Dog Radio. That's what's what going to happen. We're gonna we're gonna come on right <laughs> after the Pat McAfee show. <laughs> Can you imagine that? TV show and all after a while? Yeah, that'd be. Oh my god, that'd be crazy. Would you leave coaching for that? Obviously, probably yes, right? Depending on what that check looked like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You give me a good check and a good health plan. Uh, my principal. Hey, if we can, if we can get like J Boy and get our own studio, I mean, yeah, sky's the limit after that. Yeah. That'd be great. 
Let's do it. All right. Come on. Uh, believe keep going. Put the college <laughs> shows on there too. Um, that's so that was awesome. I was just scrolling the tweeters and saw that, uh, that wasn't even a part of the plan to be honest with you. <laughs> that wasn't a part of our rundown. But there um, it is. There's some great memes on this uh, Jimbo Saban situation. <laughs> There's one. You remember that viral vi- fight video where the dude is just sitting at, at the table on his phone with his headphones in, and there's a freaking mm-hmm. melee going on right beside him, and he has no clue. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> they made a meme out of that. It said ESPN, Jimbo, Dion, Saban. They're all in the melee, and it, it's Kirby Smart's the one sitting at the table. <laughs> Absolutely. I saw the one where the the the, uh, the dudes are fighting um, and the guy's holding the phone and it's like uh, Jimbo and Saban fighting and Kirby's holding the phone. I mean, it's they, they've been killing that today. It's been some great ones today. Oh, but I'm like sure. I say, every, everybody's on Jimbo and, and Dion's side because, I mean, everybody does it. You know, yeah. um, Dabo tried like, to throw his little two sits in and course. You know, I'm, I'm slowly but surely starting to lose respect for Dabo Sweeney. Um, well, that brings me to another point, actually, and we can go ahead and get into this one. Uh, the Believe in Clemson football show, or Believe in Clemson, I don't know if it's just Believe in Clemson or Believe in Clemson football, and I tweeted this, and I, I tagged you. Um, they did a debate, which I thought was kind of odd programming, really odd topic to, to get a debate on, but um, it was basically Dabo versus Kirby Smart. Who's better? I haven't listened to it yet, but I, if you if you look at the all around product, I, I think Kirby, yeah. Kirby's clearly better, and that's not that's not biased on just because we're Georgia fans either. I think if you look around the all around body of work um, that's been done, the things he's been able to implement. Mm-hmm. Um, Clemson had all everything that they had before Georgia had the indoor, all that stuff. So I mean, yeah, they had a leg up. You know, they had played for a couple of nice championships before. Um, I think he has what two? He has two. Uh, no, he's Kirby's, got Kirby's, one, right? He has oh, he's two. got two. He's got two. He's got one with Deshaun Watson. He's got one with Trevor Lawrence. With Trevor? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, mean, I mean, they smoked Alabama. All those that guys that, that went to Clemson. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kirby, Kirby's better in my opinion. Play for. Yeah, I know Dabo also said that the NIL thing was stupid. Uh-huh. <laughs> but we all see how that ended. He was going to give up his paycheck. Uh, I hadn't seen him donate any money anywhere. No. So. You know, yeah, I, I just think, I personally wouldn't want Tatum to go to Clemson at this point in life. No, not if Dabo's there. And, and I think a lot of Alabama fans at one point were like, yeah, if, if we have a chance to hire Dabo Sweeney as, as a replacement for Nick Saban, let's do it. And I think a lot of them have since uh, changed their mind on that. But um, I think you, if you just look at the timetable of like, you look at Dabo's first six seasons, you look at Kirby's first six seasons. Kirby's had two national championship appearances, uh, winning one, losing one. Obviously, he's had uh, two conference, no, one conference title, four appearances, right? Uh, four appearances in that game. I think he has two Sugar Bowl wins. Uh, just something like 
ridiculous for somebody who's never been a head coach before in their first six seasons. And I think Dabo's sixth season, they went six and seven. And one of those seasons, he got completely this past season. obliterated. <laughs> Yeah, this past season too, uh, and they got completely obliterated yeah. by uh, West Virginia in, in one of the Orange Bowls that they that they made. I mean, so and Kirby took over a, a really bad Georgia situation. Um, you know, I, mm-hmm. I think you know Coach Rick, God love him, but he was burnt out and obviously probably going through some health issues that we know about now. You know that you that we didn't mm-hmm. know about then it all makes sense now of, of why this team was like declining pretty rapidly because coach Rick was just losing his health. And um, Kirby took over a situation where like the lineman room was just, just thin. Like they had to go get a transfer from Rhode Island just to, just to make it in his first season. So it's not like he took over a powerhouse. Um, no. You know, Dabo certainly didn't either, but it took Dabo a really long time. Kirby did it fairly quicker. To me, that's probably the best metric. You look at the first six seasons, what he's been able to accomplish. And and I, I think he's on a better trajectory. I think he's just a better all around. I think he understands how to structure a, a program. Uh, that's not to say Dabo was bad, um, because I think Dabo's done a lot of great things. But I also think Dabo, I, I, I think he's a lot personality wise. Yeah. And, and I, I think mean, he, got, he wears still also got to understand of the conference that you play in. you play in the ACC, mm-hmm. every plays in the ACC. So exactly. you're going to play Alabama either way. And yeah. that, that's the, the peak of the peak to play Alabama. Yeah. Um, you know, so you don't have to see Alabama until the next championship game. If you make it right. You know, you're, you're, so you're, playing, you're playing top you're, tier talent every single game. Yeah. Now, here's the kicker. Every single year, each SEC team has also gotten better. Mm-hmm. Your Arkansas is the only team that hasn't gotten better is Vandy. No. Old Miss has gotten yeah. better. Arkansas has gotten better. LSU had a bad year last year, but they, they were coming off the national championship. Hey, don't talk so, about I mean, my family. In SEC, <laughs> in SEC you're going to get – you have a chance to get beat any day of the week. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. There's Tennessee, 13 teams that can, that can smoke you at any given moment. I think Florida's about to be really good with Billy Napier coming in. So the coaching pedigree over there in the SEC is way better than the ACC. In the ACC, you got to worry about Notre Dame in all actuality. Yeah. Let's be real. Pitt had a good year this year, but it's Pitt. So. Wake Forest had a good year. North Carolina has been, has been decent. Florida State has been meh. But – I don't know, man. Dismal. Yeah. It, it's just not, it's just not the same. Um, am I going crazy or we're in the randomness part of, part of our, part of our schedule. If, if you haven't already been able to tell, um, is it just me or does Billy Napier <laughs> giving off some, uh, some Butch Jones vibes? You know, I don't know. I think they love him at Florida right now. Oh, um, no, they, well, they love Butch Jones originally. I think, I think they, um, yeah, but we all know, know Butch Jones. I mean, we just saw what he did at Arkansas State, and it, it wasn't very good. Yeah, but um, the, the, the cheesy, all the extra cheese that he has going on. <laughs> like, now, but he, you got to understand something, too, though. That's what Florida used to be 
until um, Mullen took over. When Urban Meyer was there, there was a lot of flash. Um, those guys were were a little bit cheesy too. They were having fun. Um, well, so I think I he's mean, kind of ha- bringing ha- that back. Having fun and, and being, you know, that's one thing. But I, I just feel like there's a little bit of like extra cheese, like. Like, dude, you're, you're Florida. You don't need to go to like the Butch Jones length of like slogan after slogan. And, you know, just try like, there's enough juice down there that you don't have to, you don't have to make up juice. You know what I mean? Hey man. Does, does hey, that make we're, sense? We're in the, oh yeah, most definitely. But we're in the social media area now. You know, still, it's, it's one of those still. things where you got, you got to keep up with it. And you got to think he started that at, at Louisiana. And I mean, they're, they're really good. You know, he's got one of the best recruiters over there in Katy. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, he's, he's got a star-studded staff over there as well. So, that's why I think he doesn't I mean, need it. Like, he's got all the tools. Like, he doesn't need that. My boy they said just, Florida was down. He, he just, knew it, too. They just build relationships and, and, and do their do the normal, like, social media stuff that they all know how to do. And you don't need the fluff. They, they, they try to throw in this fluff that they think they need, like that they probably needed at Louisiana because it's Louisiana um, that you don't need at a place like Florida. They've been boring. Think about it. Since Mullen took over, they were boring. They were very boring. They I, were boring. I, so he I said, agree. He, and my I boy, agree. boy said, so, hey, so it doesn't we, take we, much. We got to do something. It doesn't take much. Do Th- throw some highlight videos in there. Throw some cool graphics, some highlight videos. The photo shoots are fun. I like the photo shoots. Uh, I, I like the social media stuff that they're doing. I, I like the YouTube stuff that they're doing. Uh, this is just killing me to say all this, but I, I do have to admit they are doing a lot of cool stuff, but I just think that there's some Butch Jones vibes a little bit with some of the stuff that they do. And yeah, I don't think I, they I need could, it. I can see it. I don't I think they see need it. it. But they will but be good. He, he is good. He walked into coach. a really hostile situation too. So he was like, yeah. all right, how can I he's trying to get everything away from what they did and, and which I get. So he was well, just, all right. Just be yourself. Boring, I feel like he's trying to get this. Just be yourself. That's all he's gotta do. But I, Simple. That's him though. That's not that's him. him. He loves it. He loves he's it. extra. He's being extra. That's not him. There's no he way that's him. It. More power to him, I guess. If they're Billy successful, Napier. Swag. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just a hater. They went beyond swag. Maybe I'm just a hater. That could be it. Hey man, think about it. think about who he got to come to come to Alabama. The Mari Coopers of the world. He was there. He recruited all of them. Yeah, sure. Gotta have a little Before swag. Before he left, gotta have a little swag. But, Absolutely. You can't just walk in there and be like, "Hey guys, how are you?" Well, no. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to do that. <laughs> no. Not See, at all. Like, like, Let, let's put a little pep in, it, in this Gator step yeah. a little bit. Yeah. No, they're doing some cool stuff. I, I I like that they're sponsored by Jordan. I think that's a good idea. The jump man. Almost definitely. But that yeah. was the best thing they could have did. Yeah. I mean, he's not quite, he's not Butch Jones, thankfully. He's not Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen was boring and tried to be and then tried to turn on the cheese and just didn't work. They should have hired Todd Grantham as their head coach. They missed the boat on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then maybe we'd still have Katie. 
Oh yeah, we definitely have her then. But she she she's balling over at Florida now. She is. She's, she's doing a there. really good job. She is. Unfortunately, I wish she didn't have to be I, anywhere but Florida. Come on. Yeah. Anywhere but Florida. But like we said earlier, when you stroke that check, hey, money talks. That's true. And that what and that what Nick Saban said. <laughs> see talks. what I did there. I see. Hey, full circle. <laughs> Full circle. I see. I see. Um, so, you want to check in on baseball? Uh, are they playing better? Because <laughs> I don't know who they got this week. They got a big. They got a big, big series this week. Apparently, yeah, I saw. they do. Missouri at home. Mm-hmm. They play uh, tonight. Actually, tonight, Friday, and Saturday. They're off Sunday. So you got Nolan Crisp on the mound right now. He's one and four. Um, then you got Cannon going on Friday, who's nine and two. And then Saturday is Liam Sullivan, who's three and three with a five point two ERA. Um, I just I just hope we play complete baseball. Um, get back to the get back to what we we're doing at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we kind of lost. We got a little got a little cocky. We, we were ranked. Got a few um, injuries too. I, I think just kind of yeah, messed yeah. up the the flow of our bullpen, and some guys just didn't. I don't, I don't want to sound like Alabama fans here when I say that we had some injuries to our bullpen, and that's why we're losing. But some guys didn't step up. That's that's the truth. Some guys didn't step mm-hmm. up, and you know, that's what happens. Yeah. So you know, you it's know? baseball is one of those sports where you got you got to stay consistent. Yeah. And I think I think we kind of lost our way a little bit. Um, got a little bit ahead of ourselves. We did, um, but I think we'll bounce back. I think we have a good showing. Um, I don't, I don't know what Missouri has baseball wise, but um, if we come out and play Georgia baseball, um, I think I think we'll be fine. I think Coach Strick's the guy, um, but I yeah, think he, he has is. to get his team back on board um, to what got him there, and yeah. I think we'll be fine after that. Get it healthy a little bit, like you said, and then we'll be fine. But That's after a long road to Omaha, but after all of that. They're still in the mix for having uh, an, an automatic buy in the SEC tournament. Like that, I mean, they're going to need some help. But you know, from from what I read, they're still Tennessee, obviously, A and M, Arkansas, and Auburn are all uh, currently in the top four spots. So I, I think there needs, you know, if we can get a few uh, losses in our favor uh, to those teams, we might be able to get a first round buy in the postseason. So still have a lot ahead of us still having a very successful season. Um, but just feels somewhat, you know, Georgia's 34 and 18, 14, 13 in the conference. It's a very competitive conference. And and so I think if we can, if we can get a sweep and we can get a little bit of help with probably Auburn is probably our best chance. Auburn's the number four. Uh, we're, we're sitting there with LSU. If we can get a couple losses out of them, a couple losses out of the Vandy boys, we're sitting right there with tied with those teams right there. If we can get hot now, we might be able to take that into the tournament and, and get into the NCAAs uh, and, and host a regional. So just need to get some guys healthy. Just need to start putting the ball in play, putting the ball in gaps and just starting putting, putting runs across the plate and putting them, putting them up in bunches, not just a run here, run there and, and relying on our pitching. We need to hit a few, couple out of the yard. We need to score some in bunch. We need to have some big innings 
Um, and we need to get we need to get teams into their bullpens quickly. Yeah, maybe most teams, and that's what I like about Tennessee. They don't they don't put stress on the other team. Um, Tennessee does a great job putting stress on on the other team, whether it's space running, whether it's they're hitting. Um, yeah. You know, the the art of hitting and running and bunting has lost. You know, a lot of teams. I think they've gotten cocky and just trying to just let their guy swing. They but, force you like, to make plays. Yeah, they force you to feel the ball. They force you to make throws. Mm-hmm. Um, and you stress the defense. You know, the worst thing for a pitcher is having to rely on his defense 100% of the time. If he can just go out there and strike people out, he, he's mm-hmm. fine. But once yeah. that ball's in play, in the back of their mind, they're like, please make this throw. It's ground balls, fly balls, anything like that. So mm-hmm. we just got to put the ball in play and, and, and run the base as well. Because th- um, th- those things will see their way through those, those throws. If absolutely, if if you're bearing down the first base line, it, you know it's going to force it. You know, balls hit to short. You're gonna you're gonna force that guy to to make a clean pick and throw. And and you know, in college baseball, even that doesn't always happen. Nope. You know, you, you get surefire double plays that if you get a if you got a a fast guy on first and he's putting some pressure on the on the first leg of that double play you might be able to salvage an inning. And in the Kentucky series mm-hmm. way back in March, it proved to be, you know, Georgia was in the game. And then all of a sudden they, they have an error on, on a double play next inning. Kentucky gets up, hits a grand slam and blows the game wide open. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a rubber match too in, in the series and would have probably changed a little bit of the trajectory. Um, but a few errors here, a few errors there. Next thing you know, it's a completely different ball game. And, and here we are. So, you just got to limit the errors. Got to put the ball in play. Uh, got to preserve your bullpen as best you can. Try to get try to get solid innings, quality starts out of your pitchers, and that's the name of the game. And I, I know I'm not. I know I'm kind of uh, John Madden. John Maddening this. So, uh, but I mean that's 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 baseball. <laughs> in a nutshell, it's the little things. Yeah, baseball. You, you can lose on any given day. It's not yes. like football where it's pretty much a given on who's going to win. You can lose on any given day to any given opponent. Doesn't yeah. matter if it's Lipscomb or Oregon State or LSU yeah. or Tennessee. Now, the thing, the thing, you know, if I'm a Tennessee fan, which I'm not, but if I'm a Tennessee fan, I kind of worry that, you know, they get a little, they, they, they drain a lot of energy emotionally between their manager um, and their team doing all the antics that they do. I I think it's going to end up just like their basketball team. I think it's going to end up draining them and it's going to put them in some situations where, you know, they run out of gas in a super regional game where, where, you know, they're clearly one of the top, they're clearly a legitimate college world series contender, but they may screw themselves because they just might run out of gas. Baseball, you can't be emotional playing baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not an emotional driven sport. Um, it's strategic. Um, you know, it, call, it calls for you to be calm. So you just got to, you just got to chill. But I love, I love the energy that they have. I um, do like too. you said, I think it's going to, I think it's going to end up biting them. If they get too, too emotional, you know, one of these games, um, I think it's going to come in and bite them. You know, I don't wish bad on anybody, but you know when they play us, you know I hope it's one of one of our games. 
Yeah, I hope it's against us. Um, I hope we're not paired <laughs> with them in a regional, but you know, I, I think they could get paired with somebody like Florida State or Duke or you know mm-hmm. Cal State Fullerton. You know, a, a solid number two seed that will challenge them. Hmm. Yeah, I you think know? it's going to be. I think it's going to be good. I think this baseball season is going to be good. College baseball is 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 fun, especially around this time with super regionals and and the SEC and all these tournaments are. Or in their championships and things I think like this that. This is the last series you know? of the season, right? Um, I believe so, because softball is about to start their regionals here soon. Yeah, because I, 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 like I think they're not Omaha playing. Starts. And I think they're not playing Sunday because they have to do the conference conference bracket. Mm-hmm. Got to go to Hoover. Hoover. We played uh, the Met. We we played a football game when I was at Blackman uh, High School. We played we played Hoover at the Hoover Met. That was our Who's tenth coach game. Then? Josh Niblett. Niblett. Yeah, Niblett. Was he's the coach. at Gainesville now. Yeah, he's at Gainesville. Yeah, Niblett. No, Niblett was the coach. Um, they uh, they needed a game, and they called us, so we we played. Um, very very gracious, uh, great facility. I mean, mm-hmm. it was first class. You know, their whole their whole program was first class and treated us with great respect. It was a very competitive game. You know, guys were, you know, guys were talking back and forth, but it never got to a disrespectful, almost brawl level, but you mm-hmm. know, it, it, it was competitive and it was a lot of fun. I always find it really cool how they turn that into a football field It is you know, like it, during, yeah. during the season, you know, at where, you know, where I'm going to our football stadium used to be um, a baseball field. Um, I forget what my Granite team Bowl? played there. Y'all call it the Granite uh, Bowl? No, it's the swamp. They call it the swamp now. Um, gotcha. I forget what it was a minor league team used to play there, but our football field used to be a baseball field. So um, it's it's really cool how they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think it's if Georgia can can rattle off a couple, uh, make a good showing in SEC tournament, you know, at least get you know third. You know, I think I think they'll they'll be fine. Uh, get hot up right at the right time. I, I, think, I think they, if they win a few games, they'll host a regional. Um, they're going to come in, I think, as a five seed. Depend, depending, a on what LS, depending on what LSU and Vandy do this weekend. Yeah, put the ball in play. Put the ball in play, get a sweep, and, and see where it goes. So, um, you been watching any NBA? Now that now that we're uh, now that we're truly into randomness, do you, do you watch any? I can't, I can't, I can't watch it's, the NBA. This is hard, it's, man. It's not hard, but I do love the controversies of the NBA, like Pat Beverly and, and Chris Paul. I, I do love love that. Um, you love a good soap opera, right? You know, uh, Lil, Luca, Lil Wayne hate, hating the Mavericks. <laughs> you <yeah>. know, um, <laughs> yes. I think he meant it as a joke, but I think everybody took it serious. Um, of course, they did. But the, the entertainment factor of the NBA is fun, but actually watching it, I can't do it. It takes I, forever. They score yeah, like a billion so points. Slow, Nobody man. plays defense anymore. It's 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 a fat. It's the fastest. No, it's the slowest fast game in sports. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you score a billion points, but you're trying to figure out. It's like, how did they have time to score this many points? You know what I mean? Yeah. 123 points. Like what? Yep. Unless in the days of the the 86 to 80 games, you know, like games like that. 
where it's like physical and guys are guys are hitting the deck and you know like Xavier McDaniel and Charles Oakley are just destroying people as they come down the lane yeah. or like Reggie, Reggie Miller and John could, Starks are getting into it you know yeah I saw uh, I forget what player it was saying that he could guard Shaq in oh, his boy. prime I was like absolutely not not a chance Shaq was a different different human being Shaq you know was during a his prime monster. And then when he got a little bit older, you know, he slowed down a little bit. But when he got Kobe and they were both on the Lakers, oh, my mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Nobody was stopping Shaq. Nobody. No, nobody could stop Orlando Magic Shaq either. Shaq could have kept playing. Shaq was like, no, nah, I'm good. But he literally just walked away from the game. Mm-hmm. But More power to him. It wasn't an injury. It wasn't anything like that. He just said, you know what? I'm good. No, I'm good. I've, I've had my fill. So, well, you got a player like that? Absolutely not. No, like you, you're just not guarding him. Like he's seven one, three hundred fifty pounds, and he moves like he's six one, hundred and fifty pounds. Yep. And he breaks, he breaks goals. <laughs> he shatters backboards. He just pushes people him. out of the way. Excuse me, sorry. Oh, you're oh, in my so, way. Sorry, you're in my way. You're in my way. I'm Shaq. I gotta work on my Shaq, but uh, <laughs> not quite close. there. I'm not quite there yet, but I'm I'm close. My Jerry Jones is pretty good, but my Shaq's not not great. Jerry Jones is really good. It, it was impressive. I'll try. Uh, so yeah. Will anything else you want to add? Anything else that jumped out jumped out uh, onto your plate that you that you want to talk about? No, but I just think that. You know, it's not random, but it's kind of the, the whole transfer portal and guys transferring. And, you know, we, we deal with it, too, at the high school level, you know, people going everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you touched on it, you know, just, you know, when we're talking, coach your kids. I mean, kids are going to go. Kids are going to come. I mean, it's just one of those things. I mean, it's the way of sports today. So you can either complain about it, you know, or you can go out and do your job. And I'm on yeah. the error. I'm on the side of doing my job. I'm yeah. a coach who's there, and I'm going to do what I need to do to win football games. Right. Or basketball games or tic-tac-toe, whatever you're coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, just just be good at what you do. Yeah. You know, and if you're a really good coach, you don't lose guys. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you, get, you get more than you lose. Yeah. Pe- people give you a chance. You know, if if you're fake and you make all these promises, people are going to see right through that and be like, uh, well, I was just coming here to hopefully go to the NBA and or NBA. I was coming here just to hopefully go to the NFL. And well, mm-hmm. you lied to me and I'm done. See you. Yeah, be, be truthful. Tell the truth. Be, mm-hmm. Treat people right. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing we're not Mississippi State fans because uh, they they are, and I think this is a score from tonight. They are down twenty seven to two. Is that the Tennessee game? Yeah, yeah, it was fourteen to zero, like in the fourth inning when I saw it. I don't know how it ended, like, but dang. it's it's top of the ninth. Uh, this this uh, screenshot is top of the ninth, two outs, twenty seven to two. You know, there's been a lot of baseball games that sound like football scores as of late. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then there's some football games that sound like baseball games. 
somebody's getting roasted on the mound. That's mm-hmm. unfortunate. Yep, somebody's ERA just went up. So, but anyway, well, we're going to get out of here. So, uh, we're going to send you off into the weekend. Uh, we're, we're going to implore that you uh, that you keep listening, subscribe, find us. Hopefully, you'll find us on SiriusXM here in the near future. Uh, that'll be fun if that ever happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Josh Fisher, get it done. So. Uh, for for Israel Troop, I'm Corey Burton. We hope you we hope you found us. We hope you stay with us uh, at Believe in Dogs at Troopstar28 at Coach Burton36. Find us, uh, give us some feedback, uh, join in on the fun. We are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network and Brinks TV, presented by BetOnline.ag. We hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you back here next week for more fun. Goodbye. Go dogs. Go dogs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.